0: Good morning. It's Amy here on the Amy Mills Live Show. Super excited to have all of you listening this morning and maybe you're snatching up the podcast. So um, if you do that, you can find it at amymillslive.com. We actually podcast all of our shows here that we do on the bridge on Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. and Sunday mornings at 9.30 So I would love for you to go online and just see what we're all about. Also, you can uh, click over to soldoutministries.com from that website and just look and see what our freedom ministry is all about. It's the foundation of this radio program. And we just do our our darndest to try and bring you messages that help you uh, gain maximum freedom in your your Christian walk so that you can become all that God designed you to be so that you can live out your God destiny, so that you can get rid of the trash and get on with your amazing life. That's my passion. That's totally my heart. So I don't know if you were listening yesterday. You might want to go and grab that podcast as well. I was with Dr. Ben Spitzenberger, and I was alluding to the fact that, you know, I'd been in this series on praying the promises of God over our life out of the desire to want to just... Bring life into my prayer life to begin to speak God's word over my situations, my concerns, uh, my uh, my desire to grow this radio ministry, grow sold out ministries, to grow my faith and and my um, my level of freedom. It's 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 a constant journey, and so all of these things have been requests that I've had for God this year, and and things I've been really focused on, and. I began to realize that some of the, the the struggles that I'm facing in my life, I just I just didn't like the way I was um, taking that to prayer. And so I saw um, this book about uh, praying, you know, powerful promises of God. Did you know there's over seven thousand promises of God in God's Word? That just blew my mind when I started doing the research on this. And I thought, that's crazy. I've got to jump in and go. Find out what God's Word says about the situations that I'm facing. And so that led me to where we are today. And yesterday, we talked about Hebrews 4, uh, 12, where it says, you know, because you might have the, why do I need to pray God's Word? Why do I need to um, apply God's Word to situations in my life to, to, to even memorize Scripture? Hebrews says, for the Word of God is living and active. Sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of our heart. My NIV study Bible does such a great uh, job of describing and and giving life application to um, just a lot of scriptures This one says the word of God is not simply a collection of words from God, a vehicle for communicating ideas. It is living, life-changing, and dynamic as it works in us. That's its purpose. Its purpose is not that we just know it and we read it. It is to allow it to become this double-edged sword in our lives that penetrates and begins to not only affect us and resonate with us, Give us a foundation to live our life from, but also to allow it to change us and to grow us. And so in these, this this process of praying the promises of God over our life, not only is it going to bring life to us, but it also changes us. It grows us. God's word, if we allow it, when it penetrates, it, it doesn't just sit there and do nothing. I mean, it works on us. It is living. It is active. The description goes on to say with the incisiveness of a surgeon's knife. It says God's word reveals who we are and what we are. It penetrates the core of our moral and spiritual life. It discerns what is within us, both good and evil. The demands of God's word requires decision. And man, is that not true? So a promise that I want to talk about this morning, I've got a couple of them. The first one is 2 Corinthians 5.21. God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. This author um, kind of hashes this scripture out. He says, one of the most amazing provisions of the new covenant concerns believers receiving a status of righteousness in the sight of heaven. Any human being attempting to reach such such a lofty goal um, is, he says, traveling on a street named impossible. For the Bible insists all our righteousness, our righteousness is filthy rags. And there is none righteous, not even one. So let me explain what this means. After the fall, the nature of man infected with a disease of sin was in really a hopeless condition, corrupt and incorruptibly ill. And then he says, then it happened. The son of God offered himself as a sacrifice on that cross. He absorbed all the sin and its resulting judgment. And so Hebrews says, so that he, by the grace of God, should experience death for everyone. And what happened next is completely supernatural. It's miraculous. So our main scripture, 2 Corinthians 5.21, describes the spiritual transfer. Here it is. That resulted from this. That's when it says, it goes on to say, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. So the righteousness of God, that, that's a pretty powerful statement. I mean, how could this be? That would be the pinnacle of perfection. A righteousness equal to God? No human being could ever achieve such a status by self-effort. So it would be futile to try it. Yet it is freely given to those who believe. Romans even says, For if by one man's trespass death reigned through him, then how much more will those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one Christ? So, In this wonderful era, righteousness comes as a gift. When we receive Jesus, guys, we receive a new spirit. And this regenerated spirit is also called the new man. And there's scriptures to back all of this up. So, in other words, being newly created, our new nature is infused with the very nature of God. I mean, it's crazy, right? This results in an inborn desire to walk in righteousness. However, If a saved person fails, this status is not irretrievably lost. All right, I'm going to leave it there. When I come back, I want to finish this thought process and um, kind of just round out what this author is trying, what point he's trying to get across to us about um, becoming the righteousness of God. Dr. Ben and Dr. Gerard at Focused on You Chiropractic adjust your spine with a highly specialized system, correcting nerve interference in the upper spine, allowing the rest of the spine to become healthy and stable. The result is less pain, better health, less illness, and a better quality of life. No cracking, popping, or twisting ever. Connect to Dr. Ben at focusedonyouchiropractic.com. Welcome back. It's Amy here on the Amy Mills Live Show. Thank you for joining me every Sunday morning at 930. Please also join us Saturdays at 9. And if you're out and about with kids um, on Saturday mornings at sports events like I used to be, then just go to amymillslive.com, grab the the podcast. You can actually download our podcast from anywhere that you can get podcasts. It's amymillslive.com. And then just take those with you during the week. Also, something we're doing, you may have heard it at one of my breaks on the show, is that we are asking you to email me with your email address so that we can start communicating with you on a weekly basis. This is something new we're doing through Sold Out Ministries. We're going to just try to start giving these life-giving um uh, little, you know, I, I don't know, it's kind of like, you know, a, a one minute devotion, if you will, and just trying to keep you lifted up as you have to go face this crazy world every week and remind you that you can live sold out and free. Amen. Um, yeah, it takes um Your mind and your will and your emotions focused on the one who can get you through life uh, with joy and peace and happiness and fruitfulness. So send me an email, amy at soldoutministries.com. Sold Out Ministries is like your soul, S-O-U, so it's S-O-U-L-E-D, Sold Out Ministries. All right, let me jump back into this. I want to finish this thought process about one of the promises um, of God's word is that we are the righteousness of God. And as this author has gone on to talk about, that's, that's a pretty big statement, right? I mean, the righteousness of God. So he's talking about once we receive salvation, when we receive Christ in our heart, we not only are getting a new spirit, there's a new man, and we are being transformed, but there's an exchange that happens. Um, so he says, this author says, in other words, being newly created. Right? Our new nature is infused with the very nature of God. That results in an inborn desire to walk in righteousness. So now we have this desire and passion in our heart. Imparted righteousness can always be restored. If we slip up, make a mistake, amen, and um, If a child of God approaches the Father with humility, repentance, love, and faith. Romans 10.10 says, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness. So this whole commentary is about us receiving, us activating this righteousness of God. There is a grand exchange. The perfect way of illustrating this grand and miraculous exchange um, for this author, he gives a story and he said it happened about six months after he and his wife got married. And he's this is a follow me on this because it's it, the ending of it's really good. He says they were uh, okay, so they currently lived in a really small one story cinder block rental home. He said it was about 900 square feet. He says really old, and he said literally it was splitting at the seams. All four corners of the house had uh, major cracks, foundation problems, roof problems, and he said they traveled constantly in evangelism, and so it didn't really matter that much. They were never home, but his wife was an expert in interior design. God bless her. I, I, I bet this house was bothering her. It might not have been bothering him. But it was bothering her. And he says she she made the house look great on the inside. And he said, then one week um, they came home from a ministry trip to the shocking sight of the entire kitchen ceiling had fallen into the floor because of heavy rains. And um, he said, uh, I smiled at my wife and I said, looks like a sign from above haha, that we need to find another house. So she half-heartedly laughed, and they started not only picking up the ceiling out of the floor, but they started looking for a home. And he said, um, right af- right at the start, God gave him two dreams of the interior of a home that they were supposed to acquire. So he's got given a vision of this house that they're supposed to find. And he said, for that reason, my spiritual radar was turned up every time we drove around our city. He's looking for this house. Said, unfortunately Elizabeth would fall in love with the house for sale or rent and then turn to get his reaction and he would be shaking his house saying how uh, shaking his head saying that doesn't that house doesn't match what m- my dream was and he said it got pretty frustrating to her finally she commented half jokingly uh Mike you go find your dream house get it dream house from what he saw in his dream and then you come and get me because it's not working the way we're doing it he said and then it happened when they least expect it one night at about nine o'clock they were driving around a nice neighborhood in their city and noticed a house for sale that looked very pleasant um, on the outside it was nestled in a cul-de-sac on a hill with about five beautiful shade trees he said, we walked up and knocked on the door. Gracious, soft-spoken young man came to the door and welcomed us in. He said, I looked around this home and immediately, he said, I knew it was not the layout that matched my preconceived insight. So as we turned to leave, he said, let me show you a new house right down the road that my father and I just built. He said, I responded, no, 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 no. We could never afford a new house. He said, well, I'm going to show it to you anyway. And so they agreed. They drove down the street and they went into this beautiful gray two-story home. He said, when we walked in the front door, my spirit leapt inside of me. He said, it matched my dream home, the one I had dreamed of. He said, it was similarly striking. Then the young man began to tell of the history of the house. His father was a Pentecostal pastor. Everyone who worked on the house was saved and walking with God. And when they laid the foundation, they worshipfully wrote the name of Jesus in the concrete before it hardened and they built the house on top of it. So he's like sold. He said, we could spend our whole lives looking for a house with Jesus on the foundation and not find one. And here God led us straight to it. He goes on to say, it's a long story, but we ended up buying the house for an incredibly low price. And someone dear to us gave the down price payment. So it all worked out perfectly. So he says, how does this fit into this chapter about being the righteousness of God? He said, for a long time, my wife and I put up with inferior living, inferior living conditions in that old house that had horrible, serious problems. And he said, we stayed there until it became totally unbearable. He said, then our heavenly father moved us into this brand new home. It even smelled new. He said everything was pristine and perfect. In like manner, many of us, to one degree or another, lived in a dilapidated condition, spiritually. A cursed state of separation from God that caused us literally to fall apart at the seams, just like his old house. He said we just kept putting putting up with it until our situation became unbearable. Then we linked up With God's dream that He received, they received divine instruction. He moved us from the old house to the new, from corruption to incorruption, from separation to union, and from unpleasant surroundings to a pleasant environment. I'm going to hold it there, but what He says in the end is going to make total sense to every single one of you. Hey there guys, it's Amy. I just wanted to take a quick break and talk to you about some communication that we are going to start sending out to um all the folks who not only follow this show Amy Mills Live, but also the folks that follow Sold Out Ministries, which is the ministry that I founded back in 2009 out of my freedom experience. And so we've got this group of people that are loving to hear about um, freedom, and we want to do a better job at communicating with you all. So if you will shoot me an email, amy at soldoutministries.com, and just give me your name and give me your email. We will start sending out a weekly communication piece, whether it's a, a tips for the day or whether it's a scripture or whether it's something that the Lord's brought to my mind. We're going to try to do a better job of communicating with you and lifting you up during the week. So reach out to me at Amy at soldoutministries.com. Give me your name. Cut your and your hands Welcome back. back. It's Amy here. Thanks for joining me. You're listening to Amy Mills Live here every Sunday morning at 930. Check out all of our podcasts at amymillslive.com. So I'm here this morning just giving you a download about why we pray the promises of God. And I am reading um, out of a little book I found that is talking about becoming the righteousness of God, one of God's promises to us. So I'm going to keep this story going uh, about this house that The author lived in, falling apart at the seams. God gives them a dream. They find the dream house. And he's talking about the similarities of our life and our living conditions and how long we put up with it until finally God has to shake us up a little bit. And, um, I mean, start to give us a divine vision about what he really has for our life. The author is saying he moved us from that old house to a new house. Just like this author's months of unfruitful house hunting. Many of us have spent wasted years futilely looking for something better than our broken down past. But what we found never matched up with God's dream for human beings. And we turned away disappointed. So we're always, you know early on trying to fit stuff into this brokenness that God never intended. And he's talking about that dream home that God actually showed him in his dream. He said, we explored the alternatives, all of us, materialism, pleasure, education, philosophy, false highs, false religion, but none of these things cured our personal problems and none can provide a suitable dwelling place in our life. He said we could never have paid the necessary price for what we needed, but in advance, our Heavenly Father already worked out the down payment for this great exchange. And I, I'm, I don't know if you caught it or not, but at the end of one of my segments, I said not only did they get this house, but a friend gave them the down payment. For this house that they belong to, the house that God had given him the dream about. So he is saying we can never pay the necessary price. But in advance, our Heavenly Father already worked out the down payment for this great exchange to take place the cross where our Savior bore his sins that he might transfer us, here it is, to his righteousness. That's how it happened, not in our futile search. What a miracle. Now the author goes on to say that Jesus is the foundation of our lives and we live under a canopy of his blessings, just like they found this house that Jesus had been written into the concrete of the foundation. Oh my gosh, it's such a cool story. Um, I love how he kind of um, brings it all back around to this second Corinthians verse. He says, we have received that righteousness that comes from God as an inheritance In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said it so powerfully. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. That's Matthew 5, 6. If you received an infilling of righteousness, that's not something you do. It's something God does. He's the filler. We're the filly. Amen. We become a vessel filled with the righteousness of God and once this happens the everlasting father expects you and i and enables us to cultivate righteous thoughts make righteous choices and live righteous not to earn a status but as a response of gratitude and worship and there it is again the theme of yesterday's show with Dr. Ben was are you responding Or are you reacting to things that are happening to you in life? I can promise you as we walk deeper and deeper and deeper into the righteousness of God in our own selves, in our minds and our will and our emotions, that we are going to be able to respond. Amen. Instead of react. Let me uh, read this powerful proclamation and prayer over all of us. I proclaim that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. Because we have hungered and thirsted after righteousness, God has filled us with his own righteous nature. Therefore, in his sight, you guys, we are holy and blameless. That's Ephesians 1.4. Because of the blood of Jesus flowing through our spirit, spiritually, this righteous status is constantly being renewed. And for this reason, we have constant access into the presence of God into the presence of God, we can abide in. He can abide in us. And we are now dwelling. We are now his dwelling place. So when you think about that, I mean, that's kind of mind-blowing that we are the dwelling place, not only of the righteousness of God, but of God himself. God has created us in us, the ability and passion to live a righteous life. That was put in us to grow when we receive Christ. It was put in us in order that we can think righteous thoughts and manifest righteous actions. So this is God's promise to me that I can claim, you can claim this supernatural importation and expect its manifestation in our lives. That's a lot to think about. But this is a place of power, you guys. This is a place of authority. This promise of God becoming the righteousness of God sets us up mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually to be able to respond and not react to the situations of life. It allows us to grow righteousness in us so that our responding looks more and more like Christ as we go. I mean, this is an active and living, I, I, I guess, just place of existence. When we are claiming Christianity, when we are receiving salvation, thats it's not one and done. It is the beginning of a life sold out to Christ and becoming its glory to glory to glory. So we are becoming more and more free, more and more righteous as we walk and as we focus, as we purpose ourselves. And that's what sold out living is all about is that we begin to break the chains that bind our abilities and our belief systems through all these things that I'm talking about on this radio program in order that we can honestly, you know, be the kind of person you really know that you are on the inside. Um, I, I think that's a challenge for a lot of us, right? We are reacting and we are behaving as somebody that we don't want to be. And so I want you to really think about this, this uh, show this morning that's going to turn into a podcast, how we are becoming the righteousness of God. Amen. Let's leave it there. I'll be back next week. This has been Amy on the Amy Mills Live Show.